those who know the words, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary, Lord, for you.
church. We have come this far by faith. Turn to your neighbor and just tell them God knows. <laughs> he knows all about it already. Amen, amen, amen. We serve an awesome God, church. This morning, the pastor is going to preach about I am the resurrection and the life. Coming from the gospel according to John chapter 11. I am the resurrection and the life. From the gospel according to John chapter 11. If you're able to stand in honor of God's word, you may do so. John chapter 11, we're going to go down to verse 17. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Amen. 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 Give everyone an opportunity to find it so we can travel together. The Gospel according to John chapter 11. We're going to start at verse 17. And it reads, When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. And many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got worried that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Amen, church. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. There is none like you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are El Shaddai, God Almighty. Thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, that you know all about us, Heavenly Father, for we are fearfully and wonderfully made in your image, Heavenly Father. And we are your children, Heavenly Father. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come out to the house of worship one more time, Heavenly Father. Father, we ask you, Lord, to please touch in the house right now, Lord. Touch from the front of the church all the way to the back and side to side, Lord. Touch our hearts, touch our minds, and touch our bodies, Heavenly Father. Father, help us, Heavenly Father, to, to live a life that's holy and pleasing and acceptable to you in, in your sight, Heavenly Father. Father, let us hide your words in our hearts that we might not sin against you, Lord. Lord, we come to give you the glory. We come to give you honor. We come to give you praise. Lord, please bless every song that will be sung and bless every prayer that will be prayed. Please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going forth, that it changes us from the inside out. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen.
We know what good is, therefore we know what evil is. Good is not evil, and evil is not good. But we know people that try to do good, and, but it's really evil. Come on, somebody. And so we understand, like, that does not line up, that does not look right. I know what good looks like. I know what evil looks like. I'm talking to somebody here. Sometimes we understand, right, what goes up must come down. So I know up because I've known down. I know victory because I've known defeat. And so now I know life because Christ has given us life. But also I know death because death has entered in because of Adam. And sin and death have caused great pain and suffering on us as, our, as people. But God, for his love for us, just said, I can fix that by stepping in time. Fully man and fully God. And so what we've seen here, that not only that we know what dark is, that we know what light is, because God separated, right, dark from the light. But then Jesus says, I am the light of the world mm, that takes away the sins of the earth. And so therefore we understand that everything that God does is able to produce life. Just meditate on that for a moment. Everything that God does is able to produce life. We think about how we live, that we want to have life and have life more abundantly. Well, that's only through the good shepherd. <laughs> he said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. We can't have an abundant life on our own. But we can when we allow God to lead us to where he wants us to be. Our victory comes through Jesus. Our victory comes through Jesus defeating death, and now we know how we defeated death on the cross. The blessing that we have that we know the story, but now we get to get in depth and learn the story even more because we have a heads up uh, understanding before Martha and Mary. They did not fully understand who Jesus is. They had their understanding at what was being revealed to them, but yet we know that he is fully man and fully God who died on the cross for our sins and defeated death and rose from the grave on the third day. But yet Mary and Martha knew that Jesus was a healer. And they sent a message out to him saying, hey, uh, Lazarus is sick. Your, your friend, your, your beloved friend. And yet he realized that he's going to die, but yet he said death is not the end. Lord have mercy. I'm so glad that we're going to talk, talk on this a little bit, but I want to give you a precursor. I'm going to talk about how God can speak to our future in our present. <laughs> Ooh, let that sit for a moment. But, let, but let's first deal with the wrestling with this resurrection. Because notice he asked, Martha, do you believe this? Uh, do, do you know Martha did reply? And she did reply. Y'all, y'all with me? Open up your Bible. Stay, stay there with me. Try your best not to fall asleep. God, I'm going to stay right here. It says in verse 27, she says, yes, Lord. She told him, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mountain and said, told her, the teacher's here and he wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. But notice that she believed, but yet she didn't believe. See, he was like, your brother going to rise again. She said, I believe that. I believe you who you say you are. I believe that. And then she just left. We're like, whatever. Hey, he won't see you now. But yet, when he greeted her, she says that if you would have been here, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But yet, Jesus knew what he was going to do before he got there. Mm. And so, they did not understand what resurrection was going to be fulfilled in Jesus, but they understood resurrection. 
Job 14, 14 says this. I can, uh, can the dead live again? If so, this will give me hope through all my years of struggle. And I would eagerly await the release of death. And some of you might be familiar with Job. You're not familiar with Job. Job was talking from pain and anguish. <laughs> he was like, death might be released from this. And so he realized that maybe on the other side it might be better than what I'm going through right now. And then again, Job in 19, chapter 25 to 27 says, But as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and he will stand upon the earth at last. And after my body has decayed, yet in my body I will see God. I will see him for myself. Yes, I will see him with my own eyes, and I am overwhelmed at the thought. I don't know about you, but I can shout just reading that right there. That Job understood that when I am resurrected, I'm going to see God for myself. Oh, that, that should sit well with us to know that I can't see him in this state. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But in my resurrected body, in my new self, I'll be able to see the one who saved me, the one who died for me, the one who set me free. So this leads us to how Jesus is helping them to understand what resurrection is. Even in this gospel, the John, uh, the fifth chapter. Uh, we see in verses 25, and then I'm going to read verses 28 and 29. It says, And assure you that the time is coming, and indeed it is here now, when the dead will hear my voice. Y'all catch that? Indeed it is here now, when the dead will hear my voice. And the voice of the Son of God and those who listen will live. That's John 5, 25. Do y'all not see how the gospel artist John is set it up for y'all to understand what resurrection was going to look like. He got you in the fifth chapter. We in there with the eleventh chapter. He got you in the fifth chapter. Let me set some seeds here about what's about to happen. Y'all ever watch those movies and they got little scenes where you go watch, you rewatch the movie. You say, "Oh, I didn't pick that up before, but now I know because I know how the story ends. I know what that image meant, or what that meant, or what that was, or what's going on here." And here it is. John is dropping some cookies here to let you know that when he speaks, what is dead shall live. Oh, oh, glory. I, I can shout right there, too. Ooh, glory be to God. That when he speaks, what is dead shall now live. Then verse, he goes on in verse 28 and 29 and says, Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in the graves will hear the voice of God's Son. And they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life. And those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. Now again, setting it up, why is he coming? He's coming that we might be saved. Now this is in the fifth chapter. You go back in the third chapter, it says that he came so that not to condemn the world, so that the world might be saved. But those who have already rejected him will already be judged because they love the darkness more than they love the light. So I want to encourage us to have our faith in God and know we have victory in God. And we have eternal life through Jesus. Faith in Jesus will lead us to see his amazing power moving in our life. Y'all catch that? Faith in Jesus will lead us to see amazing power and victory in our lives. Because here it is that he's asking Martha, do you believe this? What is this? That I am the resurrection and the life. Though they die, yet they shall live. Even after dying, they shall live. Jesus calls us 
this to understand what the resurrection is because he knows he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Sin is going to produce death, and death is absence of God, absence of life. But eternal life means I'm in his presence. And when I'm in his presence, that I'm not facing judgment, but I'm facing his joy, his bliss. And that's why we like to sing that song, come and go with me to my father's house. There is love there. There is peace there. There is joy there. No more dying there. But death is going to be in hell. You go and look at Revelation. The second death is death and the dragon and the beast going down with the devil. That's, that's the end. That's a wrap. But then here comes the new heaven <laughs> and a new earth. And holy, holy, glory be to God. And so we understand that how people say YOLO, right? You only live once, but you can die twice. But if you die in Christ, you won't die again. So you'll live and you'll live forever, forever, ever in Christ. But faith in Jesus gives us access to this power. When we place our faith in Jesus, we understand that, all right, God, you can do what I have never seen before. Y'all catch that? You can do the things. I, we are limited from what we've seen. Notice Mary and Martha are limited from what they've seen. I've seen you heal. I've seen you heal the blind man. I've seen you make the lame to walk. I've seen you do all these things. But yet he's been dead four days. Y'all don't hear me? Basically, you know, in the heritage is of the ancient East that they were buried them the same day. And then in three days, they believed the soul to depart and leave the body. So it's past three days. It's four days. So it's like, it's, it's done. It's wrapped. We done got the headstone, buried them, everything. It's done. It's over with. But yet you're going to tell me he's going to live again? Well, they haven't seen this before. So why would they believe? That's how we are. If we have never seen something before or something's new to us, we don't believe it. And then we want to tell people, right, show me. Here it is that Jesus understands they don't believe it, so he's about to show them. But here's the other thing about what God is doing. He's doing it for his glory. Jesus made it very clear that everything I'm doing is for the glory of my Father. So when we place faith in Jesus, then we are able to have access to God's power and see the spirit move. Romans 8 and 11 gives us the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So we're seeing the same power that Jesus is demonstrating right now we have access to because he already died on the cross for our sins. And freely given us the Holy Spirit. We who come after Christ have the benefit of knowing the victory story. What Mary and Martha do not know. So let's not grade so hard on Mary and Martha because we will be the same way. Matter of fact, we are the same way. I've been with some of y'all at the hospital. And we complain and let everybody know. If I'd have been here quick, if I'd have been here sooner, right? We all got to understand it. But I want to highlight something real quick, real quick. Uh, God's time is not your time. Mm, mm, mm. Notice the timing here was specific because Jesus knew what he was doing. He told the disciples, he says, um, we're not leaving. We're going to stay here tonight and we're going to stay here another day. Because no, the text makes it very clear. He's not far away. He is not far away. So he, listen with me, with me. Stay, stay in the 11th chapter, now verse 5 and 6. So after, although Jesus loved Mary, loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed there. He was, was for the next two days. He got the message. Lazarus sick. 
He told his boys, it's all good. It won't end in death. And they're like, that's cool. But he's like, nah, y'all understand me. But if death is not going to be the end. Tell you never, death is not the end. We live in a time now that we, we, when we grieve and we have no hope, death is the end. But we don't grieve as those who have no hope. So I know if, I, if you bury my body right here in front of the church, I want to know that's just the beginning. <laughs> On the other side, we're going to be screaming and shouting. Yeah, we might be weeping and mourning. I know we've been there, right? We weep and mourn, we lose somebody. But yet we can have a secret of joy and peace knowing that it's better on the other side. But Jesus let them know, okay, uh, we're going to let Lazarus die um, because I know I can raise him up again. Why is that, Jesus? Because I am the resurrection and the life. What, what we want to understand is that as Mary and Martha is just like us, they were not privy to God's plan. They did not know what God was going to do. And that's true in our lives that oftentimes we don't know what God's going to do in our lives. But yet I encourage you that when God shows up, he's showing up going to show out. And he's going to do amazing things in our life. The time that Jesus received the message and the appearance of Jesus was del- appears to be like a delayed response because he didn't show up when they wanted him to show up. But I bet you they were happy with the results. The plan of resurrecting Lazarus was beyond their thoughts, beyond their imagination, beyond their understanding. They were only thinking of what Jesus could do presently, not knowing what he could do in the future. Y'all see how God can speak presently to you and tell you of your future. Martha is saddened that her brother is dead, that he is gone, and they buried him in the tomb. And that's why she says in verse 21, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that you will give whatever you ask. Martha shows that she has faith in Jesus uh, to heal her brother. But she does not understand that he could heal her brother. Y'all see what I did there? <laughs> see, he, he was going to heal him beyond what she understood. And her lack of expectancy in Jesus was not, was not based on her lack of his power. She did not know the extent of his power. I want to highlight this, that oftentimes in our lives that we, we believe in God, but yet we don't know the extent of God's power. He can do beyond what we can ask or think or even imagine. But here's the thing, though. If you never imagined it, you never thought it. And, and think about, have you ever seen somebody do something before and you never thought of it? He's like, oh, that's new. Never thought about doing it like that. Whatever it was, it was not new, but it was new to you. It was always possible, but it became possible once you saw somebody else do it. That's why we always tell somebody, I bet you I could do something, right? And they say, no, you can't. And, they, and then what they say, watch. Y'all, y'all been with me, right? How many times a kid, right? We just we bet somebody we couldn't do something. Bet you can't. Watch me. And we go and do it. And say, I told you I could do it. Right? And then we don't do it, and they laugh at us. Like, oh, you couldn't get it done. And then you just keep on trying. One day I'm going to get it. Yeah, we understand how we want to try something and do something that's never been done before. And we, we only try because we believe that it is possible. But when we don't believe that it's possible. We're not going to attempt it. We're not going to try it. We're not, it's not even going to cross our thoughts. I, 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 I think many of us can think of that light bulb moment we had when somebody gave you an idea and said, I didn't think that was possible. Well, let me give that a try. Or that's a good idea. 
when we understand God moving in our lives. So here it is now. God shows up in her life. Let her know that your brother will rise again. She says, I know in the last days. And he's like, no, right now. I am the resurrection and the life. Now, I will be. Y'all see the tense there? It says, this is now, I am life. John 5 says, I will speak and the dead will hear me. Lord have mercy. We speak to people that live, that are alive, and they don't hear us. <laughs> How is it that he had all power that, that what is dead can come back woo, to life? When we believe this, let's look to see God and know he can move in our lives beyond understanding. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. She didn't understand that. But yet, verse 26, he says, everyone who what, lives in me and believes in me will what? Never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? God works it out for his glory. The movement of God was lead us to know him. As our personal Lord and Savior, to know that he died on the cross for our sins to redeem us. So why should we continue to live in sin when we've been set free? We're living in sin is basically that I'm going to continue to live out this bad habit, this sinful habit, and just continue to work this out and think that I can't change, but I can change. But yet if I don't know that it's possible, come on somebody. If I don't think, if I don't think somebody cares for me enough. Why would I even try? But when we understand for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That love is patient, that love is kind, that love endures all things, hopes all things. Love does not keep no record of wrongdoing. Love never fails. And that reminds me of how love covers a multitude of sin. That reminds me that God rather sow his grace and his mercy than his judgment. That reminds me that God does not stay angry forever, but he rather sow his mercy and forgiveness. That reminds me that God, how great you are and how I need you in my life. God knows what we need before we can even understand or comprehend it. And his other thing, too, that us not knowing the capacity of God's power and our doubt still does not limit God's power. Oftentimes, we allow ourselves to limit what God can do because of what we know. But yet, when you can ask yourself this question, do I know as much as God? The answer should be emphatically no. So once you realize that there is a God and you're not it, how you must say, Lord, have thine own way. Jesus said that this will not end in death, but yet Mary and Martha didn't hear that, but his disciples heard that. But since it will not end in death, but yet think about what happens here is that he shows up and there's death. <laughs> but he says it won't what? End in death. The ultimate end is that the gospel ends on Jesus' death. Last is still alive. So it's not going to end in death, but it's going to end in Christ's death. But yet we know he defeats death and rises again. But you understand that when he rose Lazarus up, they said they want to kill Jesus and Lazarus. Because Lazarus was a witness and a testament of God's power. Jesus is dealing with the doubt and the pain that oftentimes we deal with when we're dealing with hardships and adversities in our lives. That it's hard for us to believe that it could get better, that it can change. But yet he's wanting to let us know that I told you. That this was for God's glory. Matter of fact, when we look at 11, continue reading 11 chapter, verse 37 says, But some said, This man healed of lying man. Couldn't he, make, couldn't he have kept 
Lazarus from dying. Verse 40, Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? I ask you this question, do you believe that God works all things out for the good of those who love him and called according to his purpose? Do you believe that no weapon formed against you shall prosper? Do you believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Do you believe that he is a healer, that he is a protector, that he is our God all by himself, that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end? Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in God the Son? Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that he died on the cross and rose from grave on the third day and that he's coming back again? That if we believe these things, that it changes our attitude, it changes our outlook in life, it changes how we walk and changes how we present ourselves, because we know that my Redeemer lives. Because Jesus told her, I am what? The resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? Let's think about who this is coming from. This is not coming from just one prophet. Uh, it's not coming from just a priest. Uh, it's not coming from just a king. But it's coming from a prophet, priest, and king. In the embodiment of Jesus Christ. Who came down 42 generations of the lineage of David. To die on the cross for our sins. So when he speaks with power, he speaks with authority. That's why when messages came back in the day, they said, we come in the name of the Lord. And there's value and there's, there's, there's validity behind the name. You, you think about how oftentimes children respond to the instructions, right? Child goes out, tell them, come on in. They don't come on in. They say, mom said. Next thing you know, they run in the house because there's authority behind what mom said, right? Mom said, well, you, you showing up, go on. The Lord said, and here's what we find out what the Lord said. The Lord says that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. We understand that all I got to do is call on the name of Jesus and my life shall be changed. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God calls everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And this is after, this is prior to we get down more than a conqueror. That what can separate me from the love of God? Neither height, nor death, nor nakedness. We understand that God's love is so good. So this all comes from me calling on Jesus. When I call on Jesus, I call on my resurrection. I call on my life. If he is life, that means he's not dead. Because life is not death. And then he says, I am the good shepherd. I've come that you might have life and life, what? More abundantly. When I think about how we ought to know him as fully God and fully man. The Gospel of John made it very clear when it says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God. But what we know in Genesis, in the beginning it says God. <laughs> and there was nothing. And then when God spoke what was not became what is. What I want to highlight here is that Jesus made it very clear that all I got to do is speak. And what is dead will become alive. That's what he told Mary and Martha that I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? I want to encourage you that you can know it, but do you believe it? Because when you believe it, you're going to act differently. Come here now, Peter. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Peter, uh, do you believe you can walk on water? 
He said, Jesus said, say the word, I'll come. Notice he knew, but then he believed. He got up out the boat. Y'all don't hear me here? And they walked on water towards Jesus. Come here, Dad. Yeah, Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego. Do you believe that God is a protector? They knew about God being a protector, but they believed that God could be a protector. They told that king, you could do what you want, but my God can deliver us from this fiery furnace. The fire got hot, and everything else got burned up. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were still in there with one more person. I believe that might have been God himself. Let them know everything's going to be all right. See, you can know God, but when you believe him for yourself, you're going to act differently. You're going to choose differently. Come here now, Moses. I want you to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Who I'm going to tell that send me in this fire book is going to say, I am that I am. Put that staff down and pick it back up. Put your hand in your robe and take it back out. Look what I can do. I can lead you all the way where you want to go. I'm going to tell you, Mary and Martha looked at Jesus saying, if you would have been here, I'm so glad that Mary and Martha said it could have been some times in my life that I was looking at God saying, if you would have been here, woo, things would have been different. Things would not have worked out. But he says, you're looking at your past, but I'm pointing to your future. If you believe in me, you shall be resurrected. Come on, somebody here. That you can realize, yes, you are deep in your sin. Yes, you messed up, but you ain't got to stay here. I'm so glad, good God from Zion. On your way home, you ought to tell somebody, I know the resurrection and I know the life. And he's sweet. I know. When I know I can call on Jesus and death is all around me, I know he can speak and life shall come. I'm done preaching now, but I just want to give you one more illustration. Uh, when Jesus walked in that space, Everything was standing at attention, ready for him to speak what he was going to speak. I want you to highlight here, notice that he told him to roll away the stone. I'm so glad he was specific in what he was doing. Because he said that if he spoke all the dead, y'all hear me? I just read it to you, he said all the dead will rise when he speaks. But notice he didn't just say everybody get up. He said Lazarus. And y'all know how the story is. Lazarus came forth. They took his robe, his, his great clothes off, and they clothed him. And, and you know, he came back the next a few weeks later, and they had a, a, a festival and a dinner in Jesus' name in Lazarus' house. Because they're so glad that Jesus showed up when he showed up. They were mad when he showed up, but they were glad when they got all the results. Can I help somebody today that when God is showing up in your life, you might be sad, you might be mad, you might be upset, but I'm so glad you can text and see that the Lord is good. He'll turn your morning into glad. He'll turn your sadness into dance. I can dance now. Because I know about the victory. Good day now, children. Lord bless you real good. On the way home, you ought to testify. I know the resurrection. I know the life. And he's alive in me. Let me give you this one last celebration. Y'all help me out. Y'all, y'all know I like to use this a lot of time. Y'all remember Muhammad Ali? Y'all remember how he knocked out Sonny Liston? And before the referee could count, he was he was doing his Ali show. And say he started doing that a lot of times, he started knocking people out. Doing the Ali stuff. It got so good, Sid Red Linda, when he did, he knocked somebody out. Woo! He put his arms up, do the Ali stuff. I want to let you know that sometimes in our lives, 
We got to know that God can knock out our enemy. And before the count can be counted, we can put our hands and say, Thank you, Lord. I got the victory. So you can encourage me one more time. You can put your arms up and say, I know the resurrection and the life. Let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. I got the victory. We are not defeated. We are not knocked down. We don't have to deal with death to be the end. But we got life through Jesus. All the call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm so glad that he saved us. So I'm encouraged. Don't walk around defeated. Don't walk around and think that this is the end. As long as you could call on Jesus, I guarantee he will show up. And he can speak life because he is the resurrection and the life of us. Father, we just thank you for how you blessed us through Jesus. That we might know you and know forgiveness of our sins and no redemption. Father, Lord, there might be someone here who's looking for a church home. Lord, there might be someone here who just wants to rededicate their life to you. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord, that with you nothing is, is over. That, Father, Lord, all you can do is just speak and things shall change. So, Father, we ask to speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts right now. Lord, add on to your church daily such as should be saved. Transform us, renew us, and revive us. That we can walk on the beach according to your will, Lord, we pray. Amen. At this time, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to open up the altar. And those who want to come forward in prayer, those who want to come in response to this message, that, Lord, I want to, what must I do to be saved? You're welcome to come. If you want to stay right there, you can welcome grab the hand next to you. But we just want to come and just take a time of reflection and respond to God's word.
that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, Father, move in this space right now. Move in our hearts. Regulate minds, transform, renew, refresh, oh God, as only you can. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are doing awesome things and amazing things beyond what we can ask or think or even imagine. So, God, thank you that because we have not seen, it not, does not mean it cannot be done. But, God, you do all things well. And, God, you do all things for your glory and, Lord, for your good. So help us, oh God, to surrender to thine will. Let us walk in obedience, oh God, and realize your time is not our time. But, God, you're always on time. You always work it out. And may we bless you. May we lift up your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 
us, those who join us online, just going to replete our time in worship. So I'm going to have us rise, we're going to sing our doxology, uh, and then those who want to be dismissed, you can, but also asking those to stay. We're going to have a presentation uh, for Black History, and then after that, we're going to go down and have a, our soul food fellowship meal downstairs afterwards. So uh, we're going to ask everybody those to stand, we'll sing our doxology, we'll just do the amen, I'll do the benediction um, after we complete the amen. Thank <clears throat> you.